everyone. Welcome back to Waves of Change, where we invite you to explore Asian American psychology with us. I am Diana Chu. And I'm Dr. Mankit Lee, and we're both therapists here in San Francisco. Um, so today, Diana, we have a very, very touchy topic, because as you know, the election's coming up. And mm-hmm. aside from having the political fighting over the social media and everything, I think there's also fighting within the family, right? Just little tiny political battles over the dinner table. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. So It's I a want, thing, it's a thing. It's a thing. So today's episode, I want to talk about those tiny, small you know, dinner table fights that it seems like mm-hmm. a lot of us are having these days. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts about that, Diana? I think like the first thing that comes into my mind is about like how we are in the family, like how we are, you know, when we grow up, we grow up with the values, with expectation, sometimes with political ideas, sometimes with religion, you know, like it's embedded in us because it's around us and then the environment is in us. And when we talk about political battles, right, um, it's kind of like a definition that you kind of deviated from your family values, political values, and now you're the different, the, the outcast in some sense. And so you're bringing new ideas back into the family. And it's, it's hard, especially in an Asian American household, um, because there's a lot of hierarchy in there too. Yeah, I think the hierarchy piece is definitely a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Since you've been in a Confucian structure, your race not questioned your uh, your your authority, authority, right? <laughs> and in this sense, if you, if you have a different political viewpoint than your parents, then you in a sense are questioning that authority. And I want to argue it to some degree that's that's helpful, right? But I don't think it's helpful, and I do see this quite often is is this sense of confrontation within the dinner table, mm. right? I, I do understand the need for advocacy, right? But I feel like um, the confrontation, the way that has been done uh, um, conventionally, is not really that helpful in terms of shifting minds, but it does get the dinner table quite exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So so you, you, you hit on a really good point. Mm-hmm. What's the purpose of the conversation is it to shift minds or is it just to have a discussion right shifting minds then it will it will be to be dealt with like more in a in a, in a self way or like 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 intentional way right yeah i think he kind of speaks to the ooh he speaks to the concept of like us versus them the the quote unquote other right mm-hmm. so a lot of times we can see us as like, oh, we believe this and the others believe that. Well, when the other is like a family member, right, then then what does that mean? How do, how do you conceptualize? Yeah. And I think that's what creates that frustration. And it's this frustration that makes having a conversation and discussion difficult. Yeah. Right? This and very charged. Extremely charged, right? Like, how yeah. could you believe this situation? Yeah. yeah. Especially when um, both sides, you know, like both sides, the parents or the or the child, right? They both feel like they are othered by the other person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I think within the family, this otherness ex- extends beyond just that dinner table conversation, right? <laughs> I, I would like to argue the sense of otherness has existed before 
this political dynamic that, you know, mm-hmm. this political dynamic is a manifestation of that. But that'll be going to be too psychodynamic for this particular podcast. <laughs> so I'll refrain. So, um, what I do want to point out, though, kind of going back to what you say, Diana, is what? why do we do this, right? I imagine in the situation where, like, we have these heated arguments, a lot of times what I, I picture happening would be like one person would just start talking about politics over the dinner table and the other person would just kind of like buckle down, buckle down, buckle down, mm-hmm. buckle down, and then boom, they explode. Yeah. Or or the TV is like, you know, like broadcasting something that, that like the president is saying, you know, mm-hmm. like in the background, you know, like it's mm-hmm. underlying layer of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And someone's like mega and you're like, oh, okay, okay, this is <laughs> round one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not a it's not a helpful thing. So, Diana, what do you think? Like, how can what what are some things our viewers can do to to not be so stressed out if they are having these you know dinner table fights? Mm-hmm. Right? I think I I have that issue myself too. Oh yeah. So, okay. Tell me more. So it's uh, because my my parents are in Hong Kong and I'm in America right Mm -hmm. now. And so sometimes like the political views um, specifically for Hong Kong or in America, it's it's a little bit different. And so it's hard to um, have a conversation with them where, um, you know, it's not political size. Like if we go into it, it's Mm -hmm. always like. Um, not a good feeling at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so if in my family, we have the, you know, the, the, the rule, unspoken rule that we're not going to talk about politics. Oh, um, okay. And it's only when there is, you know, like a, a, a big thing that we want to talk, we have to have like consent for each other. Okay. Is it okay that we bring this up, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. I do sense as like a little, a deep level of respect for each other's boundaries here. I hope that's how it is viewed. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if 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 it's like, hey, I, I, I uh, if I want to engage you with this, knowing that it's bringing discomfort, I ask for your consent first. That shows a yeah. lot of you know restraint and boundaries, and I I, I admire that. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I didn't see that that way. That's that's pretty healing, Doctor Lee. <laughs> Oh, you need some healing here? Okay. Yeah, you, you sound pretty secure. I think you're okay. I think you're fine. Charged. No. I, I, what, I, what I'm thinking about and what I do see a lot of times is, is it's not as loving and respectful as what you experienced, Diana. I think yeah. in my experience, it tend to be like a drive-by kind of situation where like they'll just, just out of nowhere, they'll be like, oh, can you pass the tong and then the soup? And you, you bring the soup and then like, I should give this sort of like, and they're like, oh yeah, do you hear what Trump said? Yeah, I like that. Like, damn, oh. okay, I just give you soup. Damn it. Like, like, I can't take it back. Like, what do I do? <laughs> right, our situation. Steal like, soup. I know, steal their soup. What? Well, I can't do that, right? Yeah. Um, or they will just kind of just just bring it in like randomly about mm-hmm. something, and and, and then. I feel like I should I say something. Should I like, or should I just let this go? Yeah. All right. So it's uh, basically the boundary, right? Like, how do you set the boundary for yourself and also for you know ground rules for everyone in some sense? Yeah. You know, like the the thing is, like, if you're changing, you're trying to change their mind, you always have to go slow. 
like and you always have to go from from moderate to like you know the other the other extreme right you cannot just like like say what you are feeling in the moment and you know and because that might be a very extreme opinion uh to them and they might not see your way and i think i think it's it's interesting how we are dealing with it a little bit differently here <laughs> yeah yeah very much so um i i actually watched this video by uh the lincoln project and i mm. love lincoln project they they're fantastic it's so funny <laughs> lincoln project and they have this uh wonderful person dr markman on there talking about uh arguments within like how to have conversations with mega family members and friends mm. and i i want he pointed out some stages, some steps that I think are, are quite amazing, right? He talks about that he talks about having conversations without the, the goal of changing someone's mind, rather you giving them the opportunity to change their mind. Mm, so you're not that's a very different right? shift. Right? Very different shifts. And and as he's describing that, it sounds like therapy. It sounds yeah. like so, so he describes some stages, right? So, say, picture, you know, imagine you're at a dinner table, you're you're eating, you know, chicken and toy and all that stuff, and afterwards, now your your uncle who is like start talking about like how like oh my god, I wish Trump would get da 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 da, and then okay, so boom, he set the stage, right? We're ready yeah. to go. He said the first thing to do is to not attack, do not attack, and understand that any attack will cause the other person to kind of buckle down, right? To be more mm-hmm. solid. So if so they're like, oh, these you no know, Black Lives Matter people are all rioters. Okay, do not attack that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just kind of hard to do. Incredibly hard to do. Right. Yeah. Because like if you go into the attack mold, mm-hmm. then we're all animals here. So mm-hmm. if you attack the other person, we're gonna fight. Mm-hmm. Right. Fighting back mm-hmm. what you're saying and rather than like, um, you know, putting their weapons down in some sense. Right. And another inclination is to kind of get the other person to shut up. Like, don't talk about that. Shut up. Right. Which yeah. sometimes is appropriate. Or sometimes like, hey, let's not have this conversation here because Popo's here and I don't want her to have a bad dinner. We can talk about mm-hmm. this later when Popo's asleep or something along that line. Right. Pop-pause. How caring of you. I know. I love my Popo's. It's amazing. So... <laughs> Let's just say Popo's not there, but we're going to have this. We're going to, we're going to do this, all right? Well, what Dr. Markman talks about is to engage, to actually get them to talk more about it rather than shutting them down. Ask them, like, you think they're rioters. Tell me more. Where do you learn this from? What's it like? All right? Mm-hmm. Have a conversation with them. And, and, and I want to stress the words conversate. Meaning like, uh, meaning like a, a, a exchanging of ideas. You're taking what they say and you offer your feedback. Right, you're not trying to change their mind. And here's a key point here. We all believe fundamentally that we're good, right? No one comes out like, oh, I am. I'm just evil. That's who I am. My identity's evil, right? It's not, no. Like I'm the joker. I'm always be evil all the time. The joker think that he's doing what is right. Yeah, even for him, yeah. yeah. So, so the idea is to point out what the person's value is and what the uh, uh, what they're fighting for, like for example, some of the contradictions are very like very obvious. Like there is um, 
there's an uncle talks about, oh yeah, I know you, the, uh, they're highly religious. We, we do not lie. We're faithful. Well, they're supporting a candidate that is very unfaithful to their partner. And also mm-hmm. they lied incessantly. Yeah. Right. They're not uh, like, a so the of contradiction course. of yeah. like what they're saying and their values. As yeah. Well. So identify, like, identify their values. And these are the person's value. What's important to them and what's make them good essentially. And identify mm-hmm. that what they're doing right now, the person they're supporting contradicts that value directly. And it's their opportunity, it's their choice to do that. But there's contradictions here. Um, so those are there, those are the, some of the pointers, overall pointers that Dr. Martman give, but I'd like to give one more pointers. Mm. And this is for Asian families specifically, <laughs> right? Is beiming, give face. Mm. And give to toy, mm. right? Exit the like, stage. And have an exit for, have, for have them. a stage exit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you in, in you can you see this in a lot of like very like sophisticated discussions, right? Where mm-hmm. you actually want to if we acknowledge that the your your person you're talking to want to change their mind, that changing their mind from the people is very shameful. So you say something like, yeah. "Oh, uh, you must be you you must be you must be tricked. You're tricked to think this way." Yeah, that right. that's that doesn't go well at all. That's an attack in some sense. Oh well, maybe right? like oh, you says like oh yeah, uh, it, there's a lot of false, fake news there, and I was tricked, and I, I of course like if you read this, anyone would be tricked. So the person mm. like oh yeah, yeah, super hard to to figure out what's right and wrong. I was tricked. It's a way to mm. exit the stage, right? Again, you don't want to drop this in the beginning. You don't want to like exit the stage yeah. right now. But it's in the very end where they're, where the persons are like, yeah, you know, I do see the contradictions. This is kind of weird. I'm not comfortable, right? You don't want to be like, I told you so, right? You might want to be like, yeah, that's, I, I get it. I, I was wrong myself too. A lot of us are wrong. These are yeah. get opportunities to exit the stage. Yeah. So, so, so the Baymin part is like, it's a, it's a big cultural piece. And um, it's something that I think we all learn to do it in a way in our families um, because it actually feels good for the other person. And, and you know, like it's a more of a harmonious way of ending it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a different cultural shift. Definitely, mm-hmm. when compared to like um, other other cultural cultures. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was watching this fantastic uh, Netflix series called Kingdom. For those who are not oh. watching it, you should watch it because it is October. It is Halloween, right? Kingdom is <laughs> is amazing. It's what happens when you have um, is what happens when you have a a zombie apocalypse in ancient Korea. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. I watched that. Watch is, it, is there a new season of it? Like, I don't know. Is there a new season? I hope so. It's amazing. But anyway, I remember in the beginning of that series, um, the prince. Uh, he he. Is there a spoiler? Are you saying no spoiler? No spoiler. The prince did something in the very first episode. Prince did something, and one of the guardsmen um, caught him essentially, and mm-hmm. kind of like, go, like, like go away, right? But he's a prince, so you can't be like. Hey, Prince, fuck off. You can't do that. So the guardsman, this high-up guardsman was like, oh, Prince, you must be very tired and got lost. Yeah. Why don't we have my men escort you back to where you your chambers? Mm-hmm. See, that's Baymin. That's Baymin 101 yeah. right there. Giving a reason. Yeah, give a reason. So I'm thinking about applying that here. You know, oh, uncle, 
you must retire and accidentally voted for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, our, our listeners now know what is uh, our political view um, for ourselves. Um, at the same time, you know, like um, it, it really, we know like how what Dr. Markman said is basically similar to what we do in therapy, mm-hmm. right? Giving the client a chance to have space for change rather than telling them to change, you know, mm-hmm. giving that option for them, you know, like it, 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 it's very in line with what we are, we're doing. Um, but I think, I think there's one more little thing that we could talk about is like um, what happened when your client and you have a very different political view? Like, how do you, how do you deal with that? Hmm. Have you ever experienced that? Like? All the time, all the time. Yeah. All yeah, the me time. too. It's, it's quite challenging. So according to the APA, right. Ethics code, if, if it's like a first time meeting, I meet with a, a patient for the first time and like they have very really, really, really strong views that I, I find it impossible for me to be aligned with. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with them and, and explain to them my personal limitation. They're, those are not their limitations. Those are my limitations. And to ask them or to discuss with them, like, should we refer to another provider who do not have these limitations because I I do recognize my limitation is going to impede treatment for them. So that's the yeah. go. Now, if I see this person for like you know, a year, two years, we already have an established uh, a professional relationship, and then these stuff will happen. Um, it depends on the nature of the relationship. I might discuss this with them. I might discuss about how it like what brings it up for me, right? But mm-hmm. as, if it's relevant to their treatment. Yeah, so like a, a little bit self-disclosure potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think you bring up a really good point. It's just like relevant to the treatment. Is it um, when you go back to the treatment? Like, is it relevant? Like, it, I, I, the thing, the truth is, like politics is, um, it's it's there uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of people's life, you know. Um, and and so like uh, even though we don't bring it up when the big election is happening, people do talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. And so having the space to have, um, you know, a safe space for them to express um, their political views because it really ties into their values and their upbringing, mm-hmm. you know, how they um, uh, digest information and all those things as well. Mm-hmm. And I think the challenge here is that. It's it's important to have a political standing for yourself, uh, and but also be extremely mindful about how that gets introduced in the therapy room, mm-hmm. right? As much as I am a, a, a liberal, right, you know, a pro Democrat, um, I do recognize that it's not it's not the answer, right? That works for me, but that might not work for my my clients or my patients. So for mm-hmm. me to kind of push that onto my clients or patients. It's, it's, I don't it's unethical. It's, unethical. It's, unethical. It's, unethical. it's unethical. I don't think it's effective. And if we, if the client would be like, oh yeah, um, I guess, I get so angry at my nephew for being a Democrat. Like, you know, like all the time. <laughs> I think in that sense, I want to, well, first of all, my counter transfer is going to be like off the roof, right? Off the charts on that one. <laughs> but it, I also, I think like, like it's it's this person feels like he wants more support 
for what mm. he believes is true, right? Maybe he wants people to agree. He wants his own family to agree with him, but he's not getting that. So I can see his suffering as well. And as you know, healers, I think we're there to treat suffering. And it's kind of like those the, the, during the war where like, you know, medics, they treat essentially everyone, like friend mm-hmm. or foe, their, their job is to treat them, right? And I, I, I think it kind of applies to here too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we cannot, you know, like ethically, you know, because I think psychology therapy, it's more about the mind and thoughts, you know, like um, even though, you know, we have to acknowledge that mm-hmm. these political views are influencing us and in turn influencing the session and therapy. And I think acknowledging it is the first step and also being aware of it when it comes up for you yourself as a clinician mm-hmm. and, and noticing how it impacts the client. And I think having honest conversation with the clients, if it's like relating to the, tr- related to the treatment, mm-hmm. um, that will be, that will be great. I still remember 2016 when um, Trump got elected, a lot of my clients um, talked about, talked about it. Oh, pro or you know against Trump, you know they still talk about it um, because it is so big. It's a as a huge event for them. Yeah, and our I think our job is to hold space for that, and it can get you know challenging because we're also in the thing with them ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, everybody, it's it's uh it's coming up. Uh, today is uh, twenty six. So ooh, a little bit over a week. Then the big day is gonna come. Uh, yeah. if, if I want to say that no matter what happens, uh, I do hope that we all stand united and move forward, and uh, as a country, we become healthier. Healthier, healthy country. Healthy country. So, <laughs> thank you for listening, and please share and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.